Hey, let's do this. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> I'm like, I'm the well, one that's eating here. <laughs> um, I have two very, very special guests with me. Um, somebody we got because we offered free food. Vanessa, welcome. <laughs> um, that is so and- true. <laughs> And then um, Crystal is my co-host today. Crystal's birthday was yesterday. Happy so the birthday. Almost, the oh, almost thank you guys. podcast loves you so much that we gave you a cake. Everybody bring in the cake. Ah, oh, you guys. It's already there. Happy birthday Oh, thank you, you so much, you guys. I, it looks like there's glitter over it, but I think it's actually sweat. The cake has been I mean, sweating. I wanna, you're such a fitness guru. Would you eat something like that? I would. Um, if not, I'll take it home. I, I will smell it. I will let you eat it. <laughs> do you not eat no, sweets at No, all? I, I definitely do. I, I prefer drinking it in the form of wine um, or dark chocolate, as oh. Ben is a big fan of. So. Hey, what do you think if somebody does both? I like eat it and drink it. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about what I did this I entire past in. three days celebrating my birthday. <laughs> oh, so what did you do for your birthday? Um, so my fiance Chris actually surprised me. He like came into San Diego and he's like, I have a, a whole excursion you know nothing about. And every day kept giving me little little cards with clues and hints. Sweet. And it was like champagne glasses, and then it was like choose option one or option two and it was really Juice. sweet. But I was like, I feel like I'm on the movie The Saw. And it's like, depending Whoa. on what I choose oh, would determine right. yeah, like the outcome yeah, yeah. my destiny. Yeah. Um, and we ended Romantic up, destiny in this case. It, it really was. It was just a romantic weekend. And we went to Laguna Beach last night and stayed in a little villa on the beach. And Aww. just celebrated. Just drank wine and ate lots of good food and good company. So... The simple things, you know. It was really nice. So speaking of, I mean, not to completely happy birthday, and I'm glad that this Chris guy really loves you because it sounds like he is just a doll. Um, <laughs> did you all know, you've both been on The Bachelor uh, before, that What's the that? creator of The Bachelor created the Hostel movies, which no. kind of reminds no, me of No, he Saul. did not. Really? Oh, yeah, he did. Mike, oh, yeah. Huh? I don't yeah. think that's right. That's not right. I, okay, hey, Mark, can we look that up? I'm looking it up right now. Are you, are you saying the bachelor is the hostel? <laughs> I mean, in some situations, absolutely. <laughs> I know. Is that what you're referring to? Michael yeah. Eyes did a, a very bad shark movie, but let me see. A very bad shark movie? Well, let's, hostel let's was please produced con- by Mike Fleiss. That is confirmed. Oh, what? Wow. Ben, with the knowledge. Damn. Wow. Isn't that weird? Does that ever make you question how you both fell in love? It does. It explains a lot, actually. It, why are you questioning how you fell in love, Ben? <laughs> Is that why? Uh, no, I'm very happy that I fell in love, Vanessa. I um, am too, Ben. <laughs> um, well, I'm really excited to have you both in here. These are, are two of the best personalities in Bachelor Nation. It's the off season for the Almost Famous podcast, so we got to find ways to buy time. And part of that is getting to know the people that actually participate in the show. Crystal, once again, thank you for joining us today. I want to talk a little bit uh, about you and your story uh, during this whole bachelor ride. You've had a really interesting, um, I, I feel, experience, let's say. You, you started as a villain. Um, I don't think it's unknown to anybody that you were criticized, uh, that your ostracized mm-hmm. kind of pushed out of the house. And then you go on Paradise. And so I want to stop there and hear your thoughts because Vanessa and I, neither of us have gone on Paradise. I want to hear mm. your thoughts on why you chose, as the villain, to risk going on another show. Well, I think at some point you just 
fall down so low, like you can't really fall any lower. <laughs> so everything is just up yeah. from that point. But really, when I was on The Bachelor, I mean, there were great moments and not so great moments. But ultimately, I definitely came out feeling very misunderstood and that my intentions were just kind of, you know, had gone had backfired and gone the wrong way. So, I mean, really, I was seeking a second chance to come on, put myself out there and really just be true to myself. Because as you guys know, like going on The Bachelor, um, it's a little intimidating being on such a public show, knowing you're going to get that criticism. And I just I learned a lot on that journey and I wanted to take all that knowledge, apply it and do better. So I uh, so just to give a little background here uh, for anybody wondering, um, Crystal Nielsen is the the co-host today on the podcast. We have Vanessa here as well. She's just a fan favorite always. <laughs> um, and Crystal was on Ari's season of The Bachelor. She is now engaged to uh, the goose, Chris. <laughs> yeah. um, on Ari's season of The Bachelor, Crystal was the villain. I think it's very clear. And then she becomes America's sweetheart. The question, though, and I think this is always interesting, and, and without just totally destroying the show, now that you're happy and the show has been good to you, do you feel like you were accurately portrayed during The Bachelor? Um, no, I think that there was definitely moments where I was speaking about Ari and how it was shown was it showed women. but it, So it appeared I was talking about the women when, in fact, I was actually talking about The Bachelor. And, you know, I studied film production in college, so I'm definitely big fans of creative editing. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know, there were definitely moments when I did I did say things and react to certain situations, bullying anyone. But, you know, looking back, it was I really felt like um, it, it wasn't me. Do you feel like and it wasn't me also like in those moments, though, because it was just so um, it was such a unique experience. I really don't know how to describe it other than you're not really sure what's real or what's going on. And the elements of surprise, you open a door and don't know what's behind right. it. So. I think anyone that's placed in a house and stripped away from their social support system. And, right. let, and I said this from the beginning, I, no one will understand what I'm going through unless it's the women in this house. Mm -hmm. And people that are watching will, you know, you kind of just tune in and you watch what you what what appears to be on TV and you think that's 100% the reality mm -hmm. of it, yeah. but they only get to see a fraction of who you are. I mean, I felt like I, I was very happy with the way I was portrayed on my show, but it was a fraction of my personality. I was like the goody two shoes from Montreal and I felt like I had zero personality that came mm -hmm. across on, on my season. Um, so... I guess like I, I know Taylor had gone through a similar experience on my season where she was villainized and right. then she wanted to go on Paradise. And when she was asking me for my advice, I'm like, I don't know if it's a good idea. Like, you just don't know. Right. You're putting your faith right. in the hands of other people to see, like, how are you going to get portrayed this time around? Right. And I mean, it ended up working out for her, too. She she got engaged. Uh, I mean, now they're not together anymore, but she got engaged. She fell in love with Derek and um, she had a, a great love story like like you did. So it does. Yeah. It ended up working out for her, too. Yeah, I think that ultimately what it comes down to is high risks yep. yield high rewards. Mm -hmm. And unless you put yourself out there, you don't ever know what's going to happen. And I'm so glad I said this at the end of the um, Bachelor in Paradise reunion that I said I was so glad I didn't let fear get in the way of me taking this chance yeah. for myself. Ben, you did Winter Games. Yes, I did. I got asked to do Winter Games. And you I could have fell in love. <laughs> Which I mean, I am coming to Denver, so there you go. Um, I uh, I let fear get in the way, and I'm like, I don't, 
I don't know if I was ready to, you know, I fell in love on the show. That was like the only guy I've ever dated off the franchise. I haven't like even held hands with anyone from the franchise. And so I went in thinking, hey, what if I just go to enjoy my my experience there and I don't actually like have to kiss anyone? And Bennett was like, Vanessa, you know, this is the whole point of the show. Like yeah. you're going to get asked <laughs> out, out on a date and you're going to you're not going to look good if you say no to them. So I'm like, I, I'm, I just I felt like I wasn't ready. So I was like, nah, I'm good. And then they asked I, me to do Paradise. They'd have? Yeah, they'd why didn't have, you? They did. They did. Uh, again, Girl, we could have rocked those beaches. <laughs> I, don't, I was like, I was ready to date in the real world. I was just really happy mm-hmm. to, you know, I was really open to meeting people um, in the real world and, and, and to form those connections. I love that we actually say the real world. Right. Because it's truly a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like outside of, outside of the show. Mm-hmm. But it's, it works out you know, for people. It does. Here's something that I'm giving up, okay? And I, I, I'm trying to give up a lot of my pride and my ego. And I think this is something that we always lean back on. And Vanessa, I'm with you. So I did Winter Games um, for a bunch of reasons. Uh, and it ended up kind of, it was never a bad thing. It was actually really therapeutic and good, but it like kind of smacked me in the face um, because I realized that going back to that world after going coming out of a breakup in that world was just, terribly traumatic like not good at all not healthy for one second Mm. um and so now i am uh completely single like completely single i've dated um i've been interested i've dated people consistently for for a while uh since the show but i am completely single now and i have a and no and nobody go oh you're gonna have you it's all gonna be fine you're gonna find somebody it's really hard to date um it's not very easy it's not really fun the the whole like um, process of even meeting somebody and having those first conversations is something I don't enjoy. So I have found myself getting more and more intrigued by the idea of having help dating again. Yeah. Oh, are you lo- looking into like the matchmaking? I, I think the show is more attractive to me than ever has been before. Really? And the assistance of like somebody even like a, a really good them. wing woman. Or a really good wing friend. Right. Wait, like wait, Ben, kind of are you thinking help. about going on The Bachelorette? Well, until I find somebody, it's always <laughs> Back a on it. Yeah, I might go on The Bachelorette. Um, anyways, that's kind of my takeaway is, Vanessa, I hear what you're saying. It, it, there's a lot of reasons not to. Crystal, there's a lot of reasons not to. The risks are high. Mm-hmm. But I understand when somebody has a traumatic experience or just not a great experience on the show, you can still see that this can work. And so you become interested again and maybe trying to make mm-hmm. it happen on the show. So now, Crystal, you are America's sweetheart. You and Chris are celebrated. You're loved. You're cared for. This sounds like the real deal. Um, how does that transition feel? Um, it, you know, it feels great. It feels great. I, I really just feel like um, I was just true to myself and it was shown and shared and celebrated. And so, you know, I had a big transformation coming off of the show. A lot of people reached out to me before Paradise, just saying that they appreciated um, that I continued to stay true to who I was and just was able to showcase that. Thank God for Instagram and social media and still being able to connect with fans and share my journey, my story about my brother and um, to now be to now come out of paradise in a relationship and with someone I'm so happy with and finding that love, it feels really great. And I think the best part about it, and I'm sure you guys can relate, is just to be celebrated by strangers on the streets and just for them to give so much love um, and just so much love and support. It feels wonderful. Much different than the last time. <laughs> Why would people like, come this, up to you and I'm say like, mean things? No, no one time? no one would ever come up to my face and say mean things. The thing that really bothered me was when people would come up and say, 
I've, I'm so sorry. And it kind of gave like that pity. Oh, like I've, I'm mm. so, I know that's not who you are. And it was like clients and members that would take my classes. Like, you know, took my yoga classes or like, I know you're not that person. I can't believe they showed you that way. I'm so sorry. And it was like the pity. I'm just like, Oh man. And I think paradise, I was like, I gotta do something about this because this is not who I am. I'm not leaving my life <laughs> mm. at this point, at this you know, stage. Got to do something about it. Nobody wants pity. One thing you've never gotten pity for is how uh, well you work out. You are a fitness guru. <laughs> incredible. It, it's, it is something. Thank you, guys. Uh, uh, I need to take a second and tell all of our listeners how they um, can look like Vanessa and Crystal. Um, <laughs> no, it's not, not easy. Crystal. It's not easy. It's not easy. It takes work, and you can do this work. By checking out Beachbody. Beachbody on demand is an easy to use streaming service that gives you instant access to a wide variety of super effective workouts. You can do timeout from the comfort of your living room 24 7. History of success with this company is incredible. This is the company behind P90X, Insanity, 21 Day Fix, T25, Brazil Butt Lift, Pio, Hip Hop Abs, Three Week Yoga Retreat, and more. It has the best trainers in the business. Get motivated by celebrity super trainers you know and I love. Shanti's Focus T25 program. It doesn't require any extra equipment and it's only 25 minutes a day. One of the cool parts is you can access anywhere, anytime. View on your computer, web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, Roku, Apple TV, Chromecast, and more. We can get in shape together. You've heard me talk about it. I've shared it. I was 60 pounds heavier in college. That's not healthy weight. I'm healthy today. That's pizza, beer, and couch weight. Sean T helped me get back into shape. We hope you can too. Right now, our listeners can get a special free trial membership, including their new 14-day results plan, where you can lose up to nine pounds in the first two weeks. Crystal, that's healthy, right? Yeah, I think that that, I would be on board. Yeah, (laughs) nine pounds in the first two weeks. Yeah. When you text almost famous to 30 30 30 you'll get full access to the entire platform for free all the workouts the nutrition information the results plan to get you super fast results and support totally free again it's easy you're sitting with your phone right now i know it you're listening to us so just text almost famous to 30 30 30 today look good feel good vanessa and crystal can be your personal motivation well talking about like experience like you know reliving moments and stuff so my parents uh on my podcast obviously we talk about love and all that stuff and so my parents got divorced when i was 18 and i still don't have boxes of memories of vhs what are they called vhs 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 um so i was thinking about that i'm like i want to be able to go find those things of your memories of me doing gymnastics and all that stuff and um Dean was talking to me about this. It's this, it's this um, uh, thing called Legacy Box. Ben, have you heard about it? I love Legacy Box. No, it's it's true. I, I think you're hitting the nail on the head there. There's all these things that we've had growing up that now are just kind of sitting around. We can't capture these moments anymore. I mean, from photos to VHS, um, and, and there's a solution. And let's tell you about Legacy Box. Uh, this is actually kind of cool. I think our listeners are people who um, really love to capture memories. And so... Uh, send your legacy box filled with old home videos and pictures. They'll do the rest, professionally digitizing your moments into a thumb drive, digital download, or DVD. It's easy to follow, 
and safety bar codes included for every item. So you can kind of go back, trace what everything, what everything is, receive all of your original recorded moments back along with per perfectly preserved digital copies, get personalized updates at every step, receive up to 12 personalized email updates. Legacy Box is the world's largest, most trusted digitizer of home movies and photos. Over 450,000 families have trusted Legacy Box over a decade of experience. All the work is done by hand right here in the USA. There's never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. Plus, for a limited time, Legacy Box is offering our listeners an exclusive discount. Listen up. Go to LegacyBox.com slash almostfamous to get 40% off your first order or save up to $200 on your largest Legacy Box kit. Go to LegacyBox.com slash almost famous and save up to 40% today. Get started preserving your past. This brings up an interesting conversation. Uh, and one um, that I think uh, we should get to after we talk to our next guest, Chelsea, mm -hmm. but we have all these memories, right? That we're trying to preserve in life. We have all these pictures and, and a lot of like Vanessa, our childhood are on these things that we no longer use. And we have a big piece of our life documented now on a television show and mm -hmm. I cannot find my season. So I'm what? asking every listener. I out have there your to season. Are you serious? I have your season. Why? What? Crystal, that's a little creepy. I, I, <laughs> I was just doing some back study. Actually, <laughs> I was a huge Bachelor fan. Man, I've been watching since Juan Pablo. That was my first Whoa. season. I Juan Pablo. My first season is my first season that I watched. Really? Yeah. God. Ben, what was your wow. first season that you uh, watched? Andy Dorfman. Andy that watched. Yeah. Yeah. So you've fan. known Nick all along. I've known yeah. the whole way. <laughs> the whole way. From beard <laughs> to not to beard. No, to no beard yeah. and back again. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey guys, Chelsea Roy is out there. We're thankful that she's joined the podcast. Chelsea, are you out there? I am. Hi guys. Hey Chelsea. Hi. What's up, dude? <laughs> Hi. Did I did I hear that Crystal is a part of this? Yes. What is up, Mama? Crystal, happy <laughs> birthday. Oh, thank you so much. You know there's there's some cake here. We would love you to come over. I'll give you a slice. Are you in L.A.? <laughs> Hi, Chelsea. Uh, it's Vanessa. Hi, Vanessa. Are you in L.A.? Are you in L.A.? No, I'm in Maine. Oh. We will expedite I the know. cake. <laughs> I will lead it for yeah, you. Yeah, so I am just going to enjoy ice water and a strict diet of no cake. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm on the Chelsea, top. Chelsea, we all love yeah. you. Actually, the very first thing... Um, that was said, Crystal and Vanessa are helping me co-host this podcast today. When I told them that we have you as a guest, they both said the same thing in unison. They go, oh, she's beautiful. You're stunning. Stunning. Oh, thank you, guys. Stunning. We love you, Chelsea. Outside of just how beautiful you are, can you take a couple seconds here and explain to our listeners who you are, how would they know you, and what sure. your storyline was during this franchise? Sure, sure. Okay, so I am Chelsea, and most of you probably know me from Ari's season, season 22 of Bachelor. Um, I was the girl that received the first impression rose, but with that came being uh, deemed a villain, which I think is uh, something that all too often happens. Um, then you'll also um, recognize me from Bachelor in Paradise season five, um, so this past season, and of which I think I played a little bit of the Bachelorette. Um, Definitely, I would agree. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, if if anything, you guys most likely know me also um, 
you know, for Sammy, my son, and um, if you've followed my journey so far, you'll definitely see a lot of him and a lot of the things that we do. So let's start at the beginning. Uh, you're an okay. RE season of The Bachelorette, or The Bachelor. You received the first impression rose, the target's on your back. What happened between you and Ari? I mean, I know that there's drama. I know that you became uh, the villain along with Crystal. We This is just a villain-filled podcast. Um, <laughs> it certainly is. You know, Chelsea and I were really really battling for that villain title, huh, huh girl? Yeah. <laughs> um, what happened between your relationship, though, with Ari? Like, outside of, of your relationship with the women, how was your relationship with Ari affected? You know, I think I was very open and honest with him about how I appreciated um, him taking the heat off of me sometimes and, you know, getting to know all the other girls. Nothing really went sour in our relationship. It really did come down to logistics. You know, there's distance involved. There's a child involved. You know, what is life outside of The Bachelor going to look like? Um, Both Crystal and I actually left in paradise, so we were... Um, I'm sorry, left in Paris. So we were pretty far along in our journey with Ari enough to mm-hmm. develop the feelings. Um, I certainly was crushed. I don't think anyone expected me to be sent home that week. Um, you know, I, there were a lot of questions that I had for him. Um, but I think once I stepped outside, I realized that he was looking at the practicality of life after after The Bachelor and what it is that he's looking for in a partner. And I just don't think that we were the right fit. So Crystal and Chelsea, Vanessa and I can't really answer this, um, but the two of you were broken up with during the show. Did you both believe that you were a fit with Ari? Like, were you both invested into trying to make this thing work? I would like Chelsea to answer this question first. (laughs) Yeah, you know, for me, I am just like a hopeless romantic. So I would like to believe that I'm capable of falling in love with anyone. And I I felt like there was a reason why I had the opportunity to go on the show. So I was fully invested. And I think part of that is the mental challenge. You know, am I just thinking this or am I feeling it? Um, And of course, in that environment, when all you know is Ari, Mm -hmm. you're stripped of, of course, cell phones and things like that. um, You become a little attached quicker. Um, I I do believe that Ari and I would make great friends, and that's the way that any relationship, um, for me, how I would like it to start, but I'm not sure that there's longevity in the relationship with him. Yeah, I would agree, um, especially at the point where, and I think everyone here knows that, when there's one bachelor, one bachelorette, I mean, all that focus and attention goes to that one person and, and no one else. So you definitely are... Um, you don't notice the red flags as much or maybe you just you choose do. not to notice just, them. Yeah, you ignore them. Yeah, you ignore them. And I think that I saw a lot of compatibility personally with Ari and I because we live close to each other. Um, we are like five hours from each other. I work remote. He travels. I travel a lot. I can work. And um, I just saw a lot with our personalities. But I think as I got to know him and I started seeing this, I think it was in Tahoe, Chelsea, when I really became disgruntled with my relationship with Ari because I just saw him really as being a womanizer with all the women. And you see me talking a lot in, you know, there's a lot of B-roll of me or just interviews of me saying that I I was so unattracted to how much attention he wanted at one time with multiple women. And there was a moment in the hot tub where I was talking with Ari having this deep conversation. And I looked down, he's holding Tia's hand 
while that's talking cool. to me and I felt and, oh, and that was that. literally the line had been crossed I was like this, yeah. this guy a, that is a oh is savage a form, savage a I was like I am so not okay oh, wow. with this and I think that was just like that started it for me and I just I couldn't get past wait, it wait he was holding her hand holding <laughs> Tia's <laughs> hand in the under the water as I'm having this like heart to heart conversation no I looked down I was just like you are so disrespectful. And then I mean, oh, I, I've never been in the position of being in the lead. And I'm sure there's there's so much that so much pressure. I can't so blame much, him, I, but I, I, I was disrespected. <laughs> did you feel disrespected because yes. your ego was like, uh, I'm fighting with all these women to get your attention. And even while there's other women around us, you're still not giving me your full undivided attention. No, it was I'm having a personal conversation with him, like about my family. And I thought we, we had a moment between us. And, you know, you want those moments. And Chelsea, I think you can relate. Ben, everyone here, when you just get to have a moment away in private um, and have that conversation, it means a lot because time is everything. And to look down and see he's holding someone's hand as I'm like spilling out my heart about my family. I'm just like, you don't even care what I'm saying. You're just I'm trying shook. to get this physical connection. That's, that's shooketh, man. <laughs> that like, is, that is, we're <laughs> done here. That is something. Um, Chelsea, I, I know you're out there, and uh, this is all super interesting stuff to me. I always, uh, and th this is not about me, but it was always a really scary thought to me that I would uh, ever show physical affection to one woman in front of the others. It was really scary because. At some point during this whole experience, everybody's claws come out, men and women. Yep. And when you get far enough along, the idea that I would give any woman the ability to really put their claws out there and, and they would feel validified by doing it scared the mm. bejeebus out of me. Mm -hmm. um, Chelsea, I want to hear from you. So you get the first impression, Rose. You and Chris will go home the same week. Uh, you know, and, and, and we'll kind of move this question amongst all of you. How many people in the house when you went home do you think actually believe they're right for Ari? Ooh. <laughs> of total truthfully, women? Um, yeah. yeah. Truthfully, based on my – I'm a very observant person. I definitely read into body language, and I listen to people, and sometimes I'm quiet because I'm really just observing. I would say maybe three. Maybe three of the 29 people wow. I, would definitely have a solid relationship or reason why to think they were going to, you know, end up with Ari. Do you think that's based off of his interact, like the way that he was interacting yeah. with those women? Okay. Yes, definitely. I mean, the way that he was, you know, treating some women, talking mm -hmm. to some women, um, you know, just regular behavior. Um, body language is huge. Um, you know, he was in control of who he chose to spend more time with and um, how he chose to spend that. So um, I would say like fully invested, if we're being honest here, probably three. I think, I think maybe like four, maybe like mm -hmm. definitely, uh, definitely five, I think, I think four to five and right in that range. Um, yeah, I which mean, I feel like is a good number. I would, if I were the yeah, lead, I would just want, I yeah. want to be able to pick around like five yeah. or three. I don't want to make, yeah. you know, that this, it's too hard at I, that point. Yeah, I remember being there in the mansion and some girls are like, it's just a TV show. Like, calm down. Or like, I'm just here for the friends. Mm. And I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. I gave up my life, That's my career okay. to be here. Like, I got, I got yeah. very emotionally invested. Mm -hmm. Looking back, <laughs> probably yeah. not the best idea. But I want to yeah. ask you, as a bachelor, do you choose who goes on the one-on-ones? Like, is that um, up to you, or there's like a I think pull you have a say. To pick from? 
Yeah. So here's yes. the here's the interesting, and you get why. So it gets frustrating at times, um, and I think any lead would tell you this. So most of the times you have a huge, you have always a huge say, mm-hmm. but there's also a, lot a, of suggestions. Form, a suggestion or format to like, mm-hmm. for, so for example, like one week I wanted to take, let's say somebody on a date and they're like, and the people, the, the producers like, well, you just took them on a date two weeks ago for you. That feels like forever ago to anybody watching or to the women involved, like you need to hold off on taking them on a date again. And so they help. I think a lot of it comes down to how the show is going to be like formatted together to mm-hmm. make it make sense to everybody involved and to also not hurt any of the uh, cast that's that's like involved. Because as a bachelor, bachelorette, you're kind of closed off to the world. You don't really right. know what's happening. No, you you're, don't have your you phone ha- either. You don't have your phone either. You don't know what's happening in the house. That's the biggest thing is mm-hmm. you don't know who's arguing, mm-hmm. why they're arguing, what they're arguing about. And so you're just kind of like a lot of the time you're using the producers as confidants and trusted Mm -hmm. partners to say, okay, I'm into this person. I really want to show them I'm into, into her. How can I do that? And can you help me make sure I do that in the most appropriate way? That was always my question. How, okay, here's my wish. Here's my need. Here's my desire. How can you Mm -hmm. help me do this? And they would say, all right, let's talk. And then we'd talk and figure out a good game plan to, okay, maybe not this week, but next week we're going to a crazy cool location. This would be a better time for you to bring her on a date. She can wait a week. You can wait mm-hmm. a week. That's kind of, that's the balance. Can I ask about the first impression, Rose? Do you yeah. give that out or is, are there suggestions for it? I think I know Chelsea wants to know oh. too. Yeah. So <laughs> wait, who got the first impression? Chelsea got the first impression, okay. Rose. Yeah. Cause I, I was like, aggressive I mean, that night though. I mean, he almost had to. <laughs> You were so aggressive. Chelsea Chelsea cut me off because I was like, I'm getting that rose. Um, So that's another like, uh, we all have to be logical here when it comes to this show. Um, You show up night one, there's 25 to 30 some women or men who show up to the house. You about only know their name and if they smell good. Um, you don't know. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) You sit down in this room and you go, okay, who made a great impression on you? And you lay out and you talk it through and you think about it. And then once you pick some of the people who've made the best impression on you, then you break it down from there. Okay. Is this somebody that I want to, that I think here's a big question. And Chelsea, this is definitely, um, something that you should take personally. Another question is, okay, anytime you get the first impression rose, there's a target on your back what woman in the house can handle that target. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that piece uh, at the, on the first night. I don't mm-hmm. know your personalities or anything. And so I need help mm-hmm. by my friends or by the people that say, okay, she can handle this and she can't. And so who mm-hmm. do you want to give this to that, you know, will walk out of this and first off, not, you know, destroy her reputation and not get super, you know, egotistical, but be able to kind of just continue to go through this process. So there's a lot to it. And then I think we'd be crazy to think that the bachelor or the bachelor on the first night just knows right away. Oh right. yeah, this is it. Right. Just not the case. Right. I mean, you do have like a, uh, you, do you feel like night one did, that you had a spark with a person or more than one person that you're like, oh, oh, this person's cool. Not even just like as a friend or someone that made you feel extremely comfortable being there. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. right. I mean, Vanessa, I think I've, I've shared this a couple of times, but there's like th- three people um, that really, t- and two of which, uh, actually didn't make it that far, but that first night was like, you have a great first impression. We have great conversation, mm-hmm. but, and, and one of the reasons, and this made it so hard for me and, and Lauren knows this, that she, I don't think she'll feel weird for me sharing this when she walked around the corner, like my world stopped, like everything changed. And I don't know why. Aww. And it never left me. I was worried that 
you know, and I, I bet Nick, I think Nick says the same thing about like your situation was there is just something really different than what everybody else was experiencing. And so, um, for me, that feeling was so different with her that I knew that it was either going to be something special or something that was going to absolutely blow up mm-hmm. in our faces. Um, so yeah, you do have that first impression spark, but again, like Lauren didn't get the first impression rose because I was worried that if I gave it to her, the target would be on her right. back and it would force her out of the house or first force her to be the enemy of the house too early. And I didn't want that. I wanted her to kind of go underneath the radar, to kind of go through the process. Oh, until- wow. I think that That's was so the, interesting. Um, one piece of advice I remember you gave Nick was yeah. to kind of protect um, the person that, or I mean the people, I don't know. What, I, I don't remember what the yeah. piece of advice was that you gave to him, but I remember being like, oh, thank God Ben gave him that advice. Yeah. Wow. It's, it, okay. So you always have a couple people and sometimes you're lucky enough to really have one that really stands out to you. My my, you know, my, I've shared this, but I was just worried that something with Lauren was going to be off. Like at the very last week, she was going to be like, yeah, I have a boyfriend at home and this isn't going to work for me. Um, and it never happened. Right. But you, you're always kind of on edge the whole time. So you don't want to give up everything else for that one relationship. You want to stay open, like they say, but the other piece of that is if you really do care about somebody, you can have like, as the lead, you can find ways to protect them. So Mm You know, you don't give them the first impression rose. You don't ask them on 30 one-on-one dates. Right. You don't go off and spend two hours with them alone in some city while everybody watches and waits on mm-hmm. you. Um, you you have to be strategic. And it's kind of, kind of the secret sauce to being a decent lead is being, you know, strategic in how you're treating that person that you think you're going to end up with so that not everybody ends up hating them and their whole experience is terrible. Um, I guess it's the only gift the league can give outside of super awkward conversations after you get off the show. I guess that's why looking back now, I never got a rose on a group date. Yeah. And I was so excited. I'm like, oh, this is my night. This I know. is my night. I'm gonna get a group, I'm gonna get a rose. <laughs> and I'm like, what does he not notice me? And then it started to play into Mess my insecurities. I'm like, oh, I guess it's not and I never thought on my season he never gave me any form of indication that it was me. Never, 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 not in the fantasy suite, uh, not on any dates. I remember telling him when I loved him, it was, I was kind of shocked the way he reacted or I I told him I was falling in love with him and I I felt like he was just like, okay, cool. But I guess he wasn't able to show me more because then if not, I was going to get too cocky about it. And, you know, it starts to play around with your head. But in the end, it just made me start second guessing like, oh, maybe it's not me. Right. He could just he could have just told everybody. That seems to be a, a power move these days. Um, <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you. Um, hey, Chelsea, I, I want to yeah. hear about your experience on Bachelor in Paradise. There's a couple interesting things uh, that I always hear about Paradise, and one of those is the sleeping situation. So before I ask you about your sleeping situation in Paradise, <laughs> I want to speak to all of us about what we should be sleeping in here outside of Paradise. I'm a sleep number fan. It's not a secret. It, it, it is something that I, I put out there every podcast. I like my sleep number. I love my sleep number. I've been a sleep number dude way before they started sponsoring the podcast. So it was a treat to me that sleep number came on board with the almost famous podcast. Sleep number is doing great things. I have kind of the older model. Uh, I would love to upgrade. <clears throat> hint. hint. Um, but the new sleep number 360 smart bed helps everyone from parents to pro athletes improve their daily performance through proven quality sleep. 
So many couples disagree on mattress firmness. Sleep number beds let you choose your ideal firmness on each side, so it's just right wow. for the both of you. Really? Isn't that cool? Yeah. That is insane. I like it soft. Uh, I... <laughs> I enjoy. Well, I mean, uh, hard, you I know, enjoy, <laughs> not in every situation. Said no, whatever. Not in every situation. Crystal, are you a soft sleeper or a hard sleeper? I'm gonna say right. I'm that baby bear. I'm like that right in between. Well, sleep number has a fix for you. You'd be about I know. 65. No, yeah. here's the thing. Chris and I are getting a, a place together, and we need a new bed. So I'm actually like so excited right now about sleep number. Well, make sure you tell them that uh, that we sent you. So the new beds are so smart, okay? They're really, really smart. They sense your every move and automatically adjust to you, keeping you sleeping comfortably throughout the night. It's like your best friend that's a bed. It's it's really awesome. Come in and see the newest Sleep Number 360 smart beds. It's your competitive edge from $9.99. Sleep Number is the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. You'll only find Sleep Number at one of their 550 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Visit sleepnumber.com backslash podcast to find the nearest one near you. Make sure you go to sleepnumber.com. It's worth it. I, I'm a huge Huge sleep number fan. Um, anyways, Chelsea, I hear the sleeping in paradise is not the best. Walk us through well, some of the behind the scenes of BIP. Okay, you ready for it? We are ready. Um, so I'm from I'm I'm from Maine, and I typically don't mind the whole idea of camping. Well, this is definitely glamping. Um, we are in a resort setting, but it's actually more of like a cottage. It's super sweet. We have huge windows and um, doors that are wide open to the ocean. I swear to God, I was going to be actually hearing the ocean like months after leaving paradise because it's just so loud with the roaring waves. Um, yeah, it was so loud. However, lovely. we have, yeah, we have friends. Um, <laughs> a lot of friends. <laughs> a lot of crab. creepy yes. friends. Really? That, like lights. Like, that many? I thought it was just like added in as editing or something. The bugs? Yeah. No, no the crabs. Oh. Crabs? crabs. And can we yeah, talk about the June, the June bugs? Did anyone get crabs? <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> um, and then there's also a nighttime bed check for cockroaches, which <gasps> I found many on my pillow. Uh, on your pillow? Did pillow. you... Did you I have crabs in my bed. Did you guys um, zip up your luggages before, like, if you leave your Ew. luggage open, you don't know what's going to crawl into your luggage and then what you're going to bring home? Yeah. No, Astrid brought yeah. home, there were, like, rotten crabs in her luggage <gasps> when she came back. We were on this, like, big group text and everyone was sending photos of the items that they had your little packed souvenirs? with them. <laughs> Unintentional souvenirs? Oh, yeah. Nasty. Nasty. Yeah, Paradise, Paradise was really beautiful. Um, as Chelsea was saying, it was just open ocean everywhere and no windows, no privacy. So you and your no privacy. There's yeah. one door without a lock. <laughs> no lock. Locks on the other side. It's I would like hot. use my leg to close. Right. There was a many a situations uh, that happened. <laughs> Here's my sense of watching Paradise. I'm a big, big Bachelor in Paradise fan. Um, I get the sense that kind of all boundaries get broken down, and that's maybe why this love thing works there. Because like Vanessa was just saying, like you're you're pooping in front of people, you're sweating, you all kind of smell a little bit. Like y there is no fake. There are very few fake things, at least when it comes to physical appearance for both the women and the men. When it comes to paradise, am I wrong or right? Do you well? Do you remember um, for the promos for this? They showed me talking. It was probably to Will. And I said, we're all just basically naked. 
And that was the one way I could describe it. We are all naked. Like, there's no point in wearing makeup. There's no point in putting on heels or, like, dressing up for anyone because it's just a different type of climate there. It's something where that's, you know, we don't have resources in Mexico like we do in the United States. Yeah, like Amazon so Prime or air conditioning or yeah. fans. So take me as I am. You know, yeah. it's so true. Paradise was just such a um, – I definitely felt – I personally felt so much more comfortable in Paradise because – I mean, as Chelsea was saying, it was, you know, very relaxed. I mean, you didn't curl your hair because it would just fall flat within an hour. And it just allowed us to be really focused on spending quality time with one another, girls with girls, girls with guys, and just friendships and relationships to really blossom and form. And I felt like it was such a conducive relationship or environment for relationships, which Chelsea, I have to say, I'm so surprised that you didn't come out with a man. Mm. In paradise. I, you know what? I, I was like, what? very, very, very careful. And Ben, you earlier had mentioned how you wanted to be respectful in, you know, getting to know everyone. And I think that's the way that I did it as well. Is I didn't want to be fixated on just one person. I wanted to make sure that 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 person was always in my head, no matter how many people I took time to get to meet and to know, um, because that was my one opportunity. It's the one time in life that you are like literally free of all your distractions and you can focus on dating. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get a lot of that. I mean, it's really hard to do it when I'm available 50% of my time. Um, and the dating is honestly slim pickings here in the Portland, Maine area. Um, Girl, it's hard so everywhere. I really, yeah, <laughs> I, I, took, I took advantage of it. And I, I honestly, I love getting to know people in general. And I made some amazing friendships. And I really did come out of there with love in a different aspect. And that's family and friends. Um, so my heart is certainly full. But I know that I left that situation um, giving it my all. And, you know, I didn't find love. But I'm watching you, Crystal, with Chris. Like, it has given me so much hope that it does work, and it's still out there. Mm, All right, I'm going to Paradise next season. Um, Great knowing (laughs) you guys. Hey, Vanessa, I'll I'll see you on the beach. There you go. We'll We'll see you down there. I actually got to go. My Uber is waiting for me downstairs. Um, Hey, Vanessa, we love you. Thank you so much. much. We'll see you soon. Thank you for having me. Chelsea, we're going to get back to your love story in Paradise in a second. I cannot wait to dig in a little bit to your strategy, uh, who you dated, how that all went, what life is like still today for you. You are a tremendous mother, and uh, and I know everybody out there listening wants to uh, wants to hear more about that. But before we do, uh, all of us are familiar uh, with the FabFitFun box, so we're going to take a second to tell you about it. Today's episode is just packed full of amazing um, products and endorsements, and again, I like to take time each episode to explain to all of you the reason this podcast can and does exist is because of products like this that say, hey, we like the Almost Famous podcast. It has a really good group of listeners, and this group of listeners will benefit from hearing about our products. So if you're out there and you're going, there's so many ads, this is crazy. Well, yeah, that means we're doing all right. So so back <laughs> off for a little bit. Um, and it's funnest. the holiday season coming up. So it's like and we want the hookup, the homie hookup. <laughs> right? I mean, can you right. imagine – for the holidays, it's no longer the stocking stuffer. It's the box stuffer. I mean, you're going to get a seasonal subscription box for the next 50 years of your life because that's how long you have fit fun <laughs> the, to be around. Yeah. The gift that keeps on giving every season. <laughs> I've actually gotten the subscription box and I love it. I, everybody does. It's, yeah. it's not a secret. Like it's because actually... you forget. You're like, oh, my God, it's Christmas, like a present on my doorstep. I'm so happy. If you noticed, my skin is really like. Uh, tight and glowing right now because I use all those creams that get sent in this box. Um, 
Fun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. It retails for $49.99, but always has a value of over $200. The fall box is available now, so sign up now before they sell out. You'll not want to miss this box. Getting your FabFitFun box in the mail feels like, what did we say? Christmas, Christmas. four times a year. It feels like <laughs> Christmas. Um, I love Christmas. I really, like... It's so you're you're getting the attitude. You're smiling. You're giggling, um, Chelsea. I know you're out there smiling and giggling. Getting this box is a great thing. Some of the items in this year's box or this season's box is special. Uh, skincare from Glam Glow and Juice Beauty. Fashion items from Free People and M- Millie. Beauty products from Tarte. And I never can Moroccan say this. oil. Need- Moroccan oil. Moroccan oil. That's what it is. It's always easier than I think it's going to oh, be. Oh, this is a I'm- great box. All full-size products comes to your house. You're going to get a great deal. So here, listen up. Don't miss out because they sell out fast. And when I say fast, I mean fast. Check out FabFitFun.com and use our code ALMOSTFAMOUS so you can save $10 off your first box, making it what? Only $39.99. Again, that's FabFitFun.com and use the code ALMOSTFAMOUS. You, you Chelsea, you Crystal, you everybody out there. Man, woman, and child, you deserve to treat yourself. Chelsea, you're a mother. Yeah. What, what is life like? Um, I want to hear maybe a couple of the biggest challenges uh, and also some of the best parts about being a mother that goes on this show. Oh, man. Um, so the challenges are definitely the trolls and the judgment that I get for, quote unquote, being away from my son. Um, you know, that's not the case. Um, you know, we're I'm very well accommodated by producers to make sure that I'm able to stay in contact with Sammy during the days I'm gone. The other thing is, is I actually don't know how long I'm going to be gone for. So taking advantage of an opportunity like this could last a day. It could last um, all the way to the end where I actually find love and it benefits mine and Sammy's life. Um, so that's kind of the, the ups and downs of doing it as a parent because I'm not as free as other people or care, I would say careless to really like have fun with it. It's a more serious process for me because I'm not only dating for me, I'm dating for my son. Um, and I, I know so much more now because of Sammy, what it is in life that I'm looking for. Um, and I feel so blessed to have him in my life. It's never a downfall. I'd much rather be single than settle. Um, I am really never alone because I have him. And um, he, he is that one guy that literally makes me become my best possible self. Um, so, you know, going on paradise, I was fully equipped and I had this little boy reminding me, you know, in my heart and in the back of my head, what it is I was there for, especially when there were days where I'm like, why am I not coupled up like everyone else? Um, and it was all for a purpose and a reason. And it's just because I'm, I'm not going to settle, you know, it would be nice to walk out of there with a boyfriend and, you know, get a little bit extra more airtime or something out of it, but it, it really isn't worth it in the end. Um, I do want something that has, you know, a, a happy ever after to it. And, um, I have a better sense of what that is because of how clear, um, how clear my thoughts are and what it is I'm looking for. Um, I don't know. It, it was it was definitely challenging being away from him, but it was worth um, understanding more and more through these experiences um, what it is that both him and I need in our life. Yeah, and I know we need in our life. Yeah, Chelsea, and I think that I just want to commend you for being such a, a beautiful, strong mother and an example for Sammy. And 
and in Paradise and on Bachelor, you and I had gotten to know each other and had spoken about how difficult it was for you to be away. But at the same time, and I think that a lot of mothers out there can relate how important it is for you to have this time for yourself too. And I I work with clients on this, especially mothers. You need the time to self-love, self-care so that you can come back and be that, that mom, that partner, that you know, employer, coworker, you need this time for yourself. And so I'm proud of you for taking it. Well, thank you. Um, Go ahead. No, I just, I just think you're, I mean, what you just said was completely correct. And it's, it's always, um, it's always something it's intriguing to me, the relationship between the fans and the mothers or fathers that go on the show. I think it was a dynamic that was like a shocker kind of on Chris Souls' season was really the first time I remember it, but I hadn't watched a show really before that. Um, kind of this like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, there's a mom. And it was like the storyline of like, when was she going to tell Chris that she has a child? And <laughs> that was kind yeah. of, you know, the first thing. And then nowadays it moves into this whole thing where you're a single mother and there's single fathers that have gone on the show too. And as Crystal just said, which I, I want to mirror is we forget or we assume or the fans sometimes judge the fact that you want time for yourself too. Just like we were saying, dating's hard. And especially, you know, if you add different elements in, like being a mother or father, going on this show allows you to take intentional time to say, hey, I'm out there. I'm ready. I want to do this again. And as much as I love my child, I want a partner in this. Uh, And this show seems to be a decent avenue for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would would agree because truly you you don't have any any distractions and you can really take the time for yourself and to find the relationship. Did you think, Chelsea, I want to ask you um, your time on Bachelor Versus Paradise, um, I mean, coming. if you could do one more show again, which one would you do? One lead or a group of men on the beach? Oh, gosh. Because um, uh, Ben's going know, on I Paradise know, next summer. I know. It's, it's yeah. hard. I guess that with the Paradise thing, it, it, I get very nervous about that because, you know, we saw me play Bachelorette, and it kind of has this sexual, you know, thing tied to it or image tied to it and that's not who I am I certainly don't go out and kiss every guy that I meet however I can't stop them from doing that to me um so I just nor you liked we. it I could see myself as bachelorette because of how serious I am about this process and determined I am to find love and how much I really do want it. Um, and knowing what I'm looking for would only help the process. Ben, you mentioned that there are some, you know, um, there's some strategy behind who you choose to go on a one-on-one date and, you know, the way that you do it. My biggest thing about being bachelorette would be hurting people. Um, so I, I definitely would have to get over that. But, you know, I, I do like Bachelor in Paradise. Um, I had a great experience. I came out again with, you know, a ton of friends and a larger family now. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I said the other day that I'm interested to see if it's just going to organically happen with my two experiences. I, I saw a couple like Clay and Angela get together and they weren't even on a season together, but we're all in this one big niche where we somehow know one another and it's an easy way to reach out. So, you know, or there's Ashley and Jared. You know, three three years later, they they reunite and you know they're now getting married. So I believe in the process so much that I would be certainly open to another experience. I'm just um, I'm not I'm not sure when. I'm not sure how. Um, real quick, before we we send you off, because you've been great and you've been around uh, and you've stayed yeah. on this podcast for a lot longer than you need to, and we really appreciate it. Um, if uh, they would have asked you to go on Colton's season of The Bachelor, would you have done it? Oh, good question. 
Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> okay, well, so after meeting Colton, um, God, this is a hard one. Well, that's why we have I, a podcast. I know. Yeah, this is a hard one. Um, if I was asked to go on Colton season, I would personally say no. I watched him kind of go between um, not knowing what he wanted and knowing what he wanted. And I'm pretty sure I want somebody that absolutely knows. And we had the time to talk to each other. And he certainly was not interested in me. And he, I respect that so much. So I would have sat it out, even though I really didn't have enough time to get to know him. I had enough time to feel a vibe, um, and I just don't think that we could, like clicked on that level. So um, no, and and honestly, he dated two of my girls, so I well, think I'm I'm all set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That gets weird. That gets weird, yeah. guys. Hey, Chelsea, we we love yeah. you. Thank you so much. We have. Man, Chris, this is a good podcast. Vanessa and Chelsea and you yeah, all together in one podcast. Yeah. And we got cake. <laughs> Holy it. cow. Um, Chelsea, thanks again. Love, love you, girl. We so love you, too. Happy birthday. I'll talk to you guys soon. Talk to you soon, baby. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Uh, Crystal, you are, uh, again, uh, just super healthy. I, I was going to say health nut, but that has this like weird connotation where like you're obsessed with being healthy. You're just a very healthy person. You work out well, you eat well, you keep your body in shape, which is something that I admire and appreciate about you. And I think a lot of people do as well. Uh, one of the products that uh, supports this podcast is really focused on allowing people to get the essential vitamins they need. And I would love for you to tell our listeners how important vitamins are and then how important ritual is or how easy ritual is to helping you get those daily vitamins. Okay, so um, thank you for the nice compliment, Ben. I definitely live a health and fitness lifestyle, and I definitely recommend for anyone looking just to kind of get started. It's talking about um, really focusing on a strong multivitamin. This company called Ritual, I've been trying out, and I'm a really big fan of it. Um, these are it's the only omega three that actually it tastes really good like a natural mint essential oil. So Ritual is um, they're vegan, they're sugar free, non GMO, gluten free, allergy free, which are really important, especially when you're putting just good food in your body. Um, reading the label, I, I highly recommend. But also, you know, they're made in the USA with no synthetic fillers or colorants. And dude, Ben, did you know that there's this uh, delayed release capsule? that bypasses the stomach to help prevent nausea. Yeah. That was what we talked about last week yeah. is this <laughs> crazy thing. So I take all these vitamins, um, or I have in my life and they always make my, they really do. And I think it, they make my stomach hurt. Right. And um, you get like sick from vitamins. Exactly. Yes, which, I do. I definitely do on an empty stomach. So these yeah. don't make you sick and <laughs> the uh, ritual vitamins. So um, I know you love subscription boxes. All of our listeners do because you don't have to think uh -huh. about it. So this is also yeah. subscription based and there's no gap in the nutrient levels. And it's just for 30 bucks a month. It's delivered to your door. And, you know, buying the omega-3 for yourself is kind of like the cost of a whole ritual bottle. So you're getting a lot of bang for your buck which is good in the holiday season. I think so. So you fill the gaps in your diet with the best source ingredients. 95% of women do not get the vitamins and minerals they need on a daily basis. Ritual created a smarter vitamin with the nine essential ingredients women lack the most. Take Crystal, uh, for example, go visit her Instagram page. I mean, this girl, she knows what she's doing when it comes to fitness. Go to ritual.com slash famous. Choose clean ingredients backed by science. Sign up now at ritual.com slash famous. Famous. You've all probably heard Ashley Iconetti talk about her obsession with ThreadUp by now. She's not here to defend herself, but she is obsessed. And if you haven't checked 
them out yet. What are you waiting for? Ashley always looks stylish. Uh, everybody, I feel like everybody in this bachelor world looks stylish. And so ThreadUp is a huge help to that. They have a huge selection from over 35,000 brands like Madewell, Banana Republic, BCBG, Steve Madden, Kate Spade, Lululemon, Coach, and more. Plus, if you go to ThreadUp.com slash almost famous today, you'll get an extra 30% off your first order. ThreadUp is the perfect place when you're looking to update your wardrobe on a budget. Dean got me a sweater on ThreadUp, and I'm not going to lie, wear it all the time. Oh, I've seen some really great things on yeah, ThreadUp. I, I saw, got... yeah, Becca Martinez gets a lot of cute stuff from there. Yeah. And I just, I love when you You can get... also take some risks with ThreadUp because you're not investing so much money. So right. you're like, am I going to actually wear this? This is a little bit fashion forward for me. And then you can try it and you don't feel so guilty because you got such a great deal on it. Right. Yeah. No, here's the thing. Uh, Dean loves you. I love you, Amy. I cannot believe yeah, that he's never, one-upping me. You never give me any gift. Have you ever given <laughs> yeah. me a gift? Oh my gosh. Just, just my heart. Tis um, the season. <laughs> Noted. Yeah. yeah. Um, plus if you sign up, you'll get an extra 30% off your first order at threadup.com slash almost famous. Make sure there's no a in threadup.com slash almost famous. Okay. It's T H R E D U P.com. That's threadup.com slash almost famous for an extra 30% off today. There's some crazy stuff going on in bachelor nation. Again, we have a new week with new updates. Uh, one thing I want to mention is uh, I've been in a little bit of the news this week. Uh, I had a little tiff with uh, Ashley Spivey. Um, we have now talked on the phone three different times about this tiff. Uh, I went over Twitter. Can you um, give us the background? About, what happened? Yeah, I'll give you some background here. But I also want to say that Ashley is going to be coming on the podcast next week to talk about it. Um, I think it's going to be incredible for us to hash this out right here on our podcast. And can you explain who she is? Cause I know, but I think a lot of people listening don't. Yeah. So Ashley was on, uh, the bachelor, uh, a couple years ago. Uh, she is now kind of, uh, left the bachelor world. She lives in New York city. She's friends with a lot of the bachelor, uh, contestants and she's really made it her life mission to stand up in support of women. And Hey, I admire her for that. A little of the backstory here, and Ashley and I will talk about this uh, next week on the podcast, so make sure you check it out. I'm kind of, I'm really excited for this conversation. I think it's going to go someplace deeper than most conversations go just in life in general. But what happened was I tweeted a tweet uh, just saying that I think light always outshines darkness, no matter what you believe or where you're from, that the light of the world will always outshine the evil of the world, and that we can use the good things in life to outshine the evil. Well, she, because she's sensitive right now and she's angry and I get why she feels like there's a lot of injustices at play, especially towards women. And that tweets like that are coming from a place of not understanding where women, what women are dealing with. And so I said, I, that was not my intention. Right. It was not what my hope, but I get why she's angry. And you know, it probably was just bad timing and she took it out on me and give me, she tweeted. Give me, your, give me your quote again. I want to hear it again. Um, my, the light I, outshines darkness. The, the yeah, light will so, always prevail. Yeah, it was it was a kind of a make on Martin Luther King. Um, and he has a really famous quote out there that just talks about being the light of the world. So my tweet, uh, I was sitting, I, I remember, I mean, this is, this is what happened. So I'm sitting in my bed. Um, and I'm like, you know what? The world is just feels a little, uh, there's a, a lot of dissension. Uh, there's, it's very decisive right now. There's just separation amongst men and women and races. And I just, I feel like there's this 
urge inside of me to say that we, we're going to do this thing. Like, we're going to get there. We just have to continue to fight for the right thing. Sure, sure. Um, and, and that was my intention. And, and again, I cannot wait to bring her on because we are we have fixed things. Like, this is – we've had three very productive conversations, and we've came to a place uh, of understanding. What was and, her response? Um, so my, my exact quote was, we all believe a bunch of different things, and we all have our incredibly valid reasons for that, but, but no matter – what you believe, we can we all agree that light conquers darkness, darkness is hate, bigotry, injustice, inequality, et cetera, will never conquer the light. And her response was uh, pretty much was saying like, hey, this is coming from a place of privilege and a place that you just don't understand that there is a lot of like really heavy things going on right now. And at first I took it really offensively. So we went back and forth on Twitter and people chimed in and it became this kind of a big deal and it hurt. Because all of a sudden, I felt like I was defending myself against the one thing that I care so much about, which is being the light. I, I really do. Right. And um, But hey, you know what this brings up, Crystal and Amy and, and everybody out there listening? It brings up that we just need to start talking more. Because as soon as Ashley and I got on the phone call and started talking, there was a lot of mutual respect. We realized we're on the same team. We both mm, want right. to fight for equality. We both want to fight for people to vote and to stand up um, for what they care about. We, we both want to fight for people to feel known, to be known, to feel like they can to fight in life with a purpose. And we only got there by talking. And right. so I think Ashley's going to come on the podcast next week and we're going to talk. I um, think that's good. That's I think though, one. Ben, the thing, and I'm going to be opinionated is you're allowed to say what you're feeling. And Ashley's allowed to say what she's feeling. But my hesitation with her is that she had to criticize or take you down to get her message out, which seems to be counterintuitive to what her message is. And I think that's exactly what she would say now. And, and I think she realizes that this, I mean, it, it was funny. We just got off the phone before the podcast because we're trying to talk as much as possible to kind of get an understanding and to, to feel like, okay, how as a, uh, a male can I support women and, and what can I communicate and share that, that will be effective. And um, one of the things she didn't even realize, uh, you know, about the podcast that we've done with iHeartRadio in support of women. She's like, that's crazy. That's exactly what I think you should be doing. And I'm like, exactly. Like I'm the wrong yeah. person to be picking that's on right, right now. That's right. Um, it's, it's but, like I said, super counterproductive to what her mission is. My hesitation on her, and I totally will say this to her face and everybody can have their opinions. She was the one who sort of did the like detective work to out Garrett. I want to know what her... That was motivation her. is. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Am I messing that up, Ben? No, you're not. She she was. Her motivation, I think, is... Is that kind? Well, it's not. But in, in defense of Ashley, and I think next week we should just all talk. I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be incredible. I think she has been hurt um, in ways that... I don't understand. Like, uh, there's things... So here's one thing I came to a conclusion with today, and this isn't easy for me to admit but it's something that Ashley and I will talk about and we can talk about now if we want is as a white male from a really good home, which I never want to take. I mean, that is where I was born. My parents have been great to me. I'm so thankful for that. There are things that have happened in a lot of people's lives, women, um, people of other races, people of the same race as me from the, even the same town as me in the same neighborhood as me. There are, there are stories to be told that I will never be able to understand and process. And as a result, we just need to start listening and I need to start listening and I need to start becoming more aware. And so I think what Ashley is saying, and I don't think this was the best way for her to go about it, but look what we're doing. 
Now we're talking on a podcast about this issue that hundreds of thousands of people listen to and hundreds of thousands of people will listen to us talk and hash out. And I will admit to her that, hey, I don't get it. Please explain to me where you're coming from, where this hurt is, where this anger is, and how can we then come together in unison and help share more light? Because I will never, I, I will tell anybody this, and this is one thing I've told her, I will never, ever back down to the idea or the philosophy that light will outshine darkness. That's not something I will, I will never, never submit no, to say that that's not the case. Your tweet was fine. And it's, it's what fine. you were feeling. I am interested to talk to her because... There are people that get on their soapbox and they forget to listen. They're so certain of their message and their passion, which I respect, but they forget to listen. And I think I just find with her that I think she's getting something out of taking some people down, which I'm not 100% sure is the best way to go. Well, I will definitely be tuning in to listen to that podcast. (laughs) What a podcast. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited. Ashley's been great. We've. She has been tremendous to me um, here the last few days. It has been more of a therapeutic experience than I ever could have imagined. I'm learning a ton from her, and I think vice versa. One person we have a lot to learn from, something that's been captivating the country, something I'm still so confused about, is Jenna Cooper. (laughs) Jenna Cooper and Jordan uh, are still hashing it out. We had Jordan the podcast last week. We understand that the quality maybe wasn't as good as what we uh, desire for this podcast, but unfortunately – Jordan was, I don't know, up in the mountains skiing when we booked him for the podcast. So blame him. <laughs> was it cutting um, out really bad? Yeah, it sounded like yeah, poop. It, it was absolutely awful. So we didn't get his, uh, we didn't get a clear side of the story. Uh, <laughs> right. But I have but, read so many articles, Ben. I am so confused by what is happening. I'm, I'm even more and there's confused. like lawyers and what is happening. And they have opposite sides. And I'm like, what is really happening? Yeah, so we don't get it. Uh, but I don't think anybody does. I would love, uh, Crystal, for you to weigh in on this because you were with them in Paradise. Right. Um, but a little backstory, just in case you missed last week's episode or you didn't watch Paradise, is Jenna and Jordan dated in Paradise. Uh, they come off Paradise engaged and in love. Uh, long story short, to just speed up the process, there were them some pictures of tweets that came out where Jenna was texting another guy, um, a bunch of very like romantic things. It, Jordan and Jenna then ended up breaking up. Once these pictures were released, um, Jenna puts out a, um, a, statement. a statement, and then uh, just recently she posts on her Instagram from Hatch Little and Bun LLP, which I'm assuming is the um, attorneys, a forensic report digging into where these pictures of the text came from, who sent them, and there is an investigation on its way. I mean, it's it's under investigation right now. And all I can think about is this is a really sad situation for a couple of reasons. But let's start at the beginning. Um, Give just given the fact that maybe Jenna did cheat on Jordan. This has now blown up to be something that is costing. I can't imagine tens of thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. uh, that is just being dragged out. Like, what is the point to be proven? So, Crystal. I think Amy, I think Mark and Easton, everybody in the studio, I just want to let you talk here and get your side. You you probably have a little more insight into this than anybody else. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely in paradise with Jenna and Jordan, and I watched that whole relationship really form. And, you know, I have to say that Jordan was so smitten with Jenna. I mean, he really fell hard for her. And you could kind of see, you know, Jenna 
have this connection with Benoit and then also with Jordan at the same time. And really towards the end, I remember seeing her after the proposal and she just told me, she goes, I go, are you okay? I grabbed her and pulled her. She was shaking and very white. And she said he wasn't supposed to propose. He told me he wasn't going to propose. And I was like, what? And, she, you know, and, and we were both, I mean, we were both just still shaking from the whole rush of the proposal. <laughs> and, and I know I read a lot of things that had kind of come out on Reddit saying that their relationship, um, that Jenna wasn't really invested in it. And so when the whole scandal kind of came out, I, I don't want to say I wasn't surprised, but something smelled a little fishy. Yeah. I mean, there had been a lot of rumors that had been going out that, so I wasn't surprised when that, that story kind of came out. But honestly, I feel for them because I thought that the relationship, I mean, it was pretty volatile. There were extreme highs and extreme lows and you just saw a lot of movement in paradise. Um, and I think that ultimately, I think this is just getting really um, blown out of proportion. And weird. And it's, yeah. it's just needs to stop. <laughs> just needs to like, stop. And does anybody think I actually really care? I don't totally care about, I don't no. care if she's got Amy, another I'll disagree dude. with you. I'll, I'll disagree with you now. Okay. I think this drawing out the process has now forced me to care. Mm, interesting. Mm. Yeah. So like I didn't care before. I mean, I still cared like breakups are terrible. And I, I, I was into the Jenna Jordan relationship and I thought it was cool for both of them that Jordan had found somebody to compliment him. And, you know, he had became, you know, gone from villain to sweetheart as well. I thought that yeah, storyline yeah. was something that was something I wanted to cheer for. So it was like when I read the news that they had, were breaking up, I was like, interesting, sad. I mean, just like I would, this is sad. And this is, this doesn't seem like it's healthy now. I mean, I'm literally reading reports on Instagram that she posted this I mean, this is the investigation. Like I'm reading legal documents. <laughs> right. That's why I'm completely befuddled by this. Like, what is happening? I'm trying to pull up her Instagram. Has anyone right gotten now. all the way through that legal document? No, <laughs> no I stopped. I'm I, like, so I, what's the cliff note version of it? <laughs> Give it to me with like five emojis. <laughs> like yeah. thumbs up, thumbs down, who's at fault? Because I, I started going through it and it's just like, I mean, just the legal job. I need someone. We should hire. We should call someone in. Yeah, we need a lawyer. We need a lawyer just to kind of give us a very a quick cliff note. Uh, version of it right, but i'm like it's jargon what is it saying ben do you what know is it, what does it mean <laughs> um so here you here's the notice um let me read you the last page of this the next step in the investigative process would be to the review the source device on which the alleged messages were received if the source device that received the messages has not been forensically analyzed there's no way the messages posted online could be categorized and vetted and verified. So what that's saying, it sounds like is they need to look at this phone that the guy that she was texting that then shared the messages, they need to see his phone. He's not giving it up. So this, so it's saying it's like, there's no way to continue this process unless they get his phone um, or they get a warrant for his phone. And then it ends the findings, conclusions, recommendations, and opinions in this report are based on the information known by and disclosed to Protus three and it's investigator the date of this report. Get it. I don't get it. Are you guys done? Yeah. But then Um, are you reading this part? Good morning, princess. Like there's like transcripts of text. And then it says lip emoji. Lip lip emoji (laughs) was sent from Ms. Cooper's phone to Mr. Kimball's phone. So why is it going from her phone to his phone that says good morning, princess? And then 
Me either. My heart's already melting was sent from Mr. Kimball to Ms. Cooper. That's very poetic texting, by the way. Like, I've never received any sort of text in my life that said, my heart is melting. Good morning, princess. Mm. Nothing. I get like, hey, stop texting me. <laughs> where do you yeah. where do you find your men? <laughs> yeah. Um, Not at the castle. Like yeah, or people. paradise. <laughs> right. This is, uh, so anyways, here's my opinion. Um, and I'm entitled to it. Uh, I think Crystal said it best. This just needs to stop. Like, why am I involved in this process? Like, why am I being dragged in? And now, obviously, we have a podcast. So we're going to talk about it. But even if I wasn't on the podcast and I followed Jenna Cooper Fit at, on Instagram, <laughs> I'm going to see some legal documents. Why is this my business? Why has it become my business? What is the intention? What is the end game? Where is this going? And let's just make it stop. Like, you broke up. It's ugly. Whatever happened isn't good for either side. I don't care who's at fault anymore. The text messages are weird no matter what. So so here's here's the two scenarios. Tell me if I'm wrong, Crystal. The one scenario is um, these text messages are real. Uh, they were sent. They were – it was sharing a, a new relationship. That's weird. Like these text messages are pretty weird to be engaged in sending the text message that wake up in the morning. It says my heart is melting for you with lip emojis. The second alternative is that these texts are fake. So somebody, I think what this is saying is um, made these texts and pasted them and made it look like it was from Jenna's phone. That's weird too. So no matter so what. I'm reading it right now. Happening. I'm reading it right now. What it, it looks like, I can't believe I've actually gotten this far into the document, um, is that it looks like these are exchanges between Jenna and Jordan and oh. the whole um, photos that came out were saying that these were photos, text messages from Jenna to another man. Right. And so what this document is saying is the photo, the text messages are between Jenna and Jordan. So it was, I think what uh. ultimately, and honestly, I want to, I wanted to take a second from Jenna because um, I don't believe in cheating. It's never okay. But I do want to say from Jenna's perspective, I know like we go on The Bachelor in Paradise and I know Jenna was really excited as, you know, I think we all were. You have a brand and you have a platform to kind of sh share your message. And Jenna is a, a businesswoman and, you know, does a lot within her community. And I think I know coming out of Paradise, she was, I'm sure, very much looking forward to the opportunities that come with, you know, being on the show and then having that relationship celebrated. And at the eve of literally like the, 11th hour of the finale i mean this, the day of the finale it leaks this whole story leaks which just tanks jenna's reputation right and really like when you go through that whole journey and process and to have really all the opportunities and reputation kind of taken from her and i know she's very close with her family and has a lot of younger like several younger sisters that she really is very conscious of how she behaves to set that example for them so i know that i think jenna is really just trying to clean her reputation so does she have two boyfriends or not that like this is i don't need all these documents and any of this here's what i want to know you're engaged to jordan totally fine do you have like a boyfriend that was kind of the timing's a little dicey like what's the real deal That's the and thing, then otherwise i don't care you know like, it's cool. like i could understand if you know she went into paradise and maybe was seeing someone and then was like i'm not gonna date anyone and then like you know fell in love and right. met someone and got engaged i mean i was 100 percent single but um and coming out of it and you're like just i had to clear it up yeah. I, I, just just so we're clear i am not projecting <laughs> it was 100 this was not me but you know like i know last season of paradise right, there were multiple women the who had boyfriends who were going on the show like and she meets someone and it takes her by surprise and comes back and is like oh i got a boyfriend like i was dating someone before the show and i wouldn't care 
That would be like, you know? okay, so figure it out. Are you going to be with that guy or this guy? Right. But I it's don't like, care. you know, we all stumble through life. We all make mistakes, right? It's a matter of learning and growing, like Ben was saying earlier with, you know, Ashley S. But it's, um, if you made a mistake and messed up, it's just own up to it. And I think everyone just wants just the truth. And I think when you come, and I can say that from having been, a, been villainized on a show, and it's just a matter of rather than being defense, 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 but taking a second, breathing, owning it stating what you need to stay, owning the truth, and then moving forward, I think everyone, everyone can move forward. Do you think, ben, I think we all want to move yeah, forward. Yeah, I mean, it's like so weird. Do you think maybe she's like a little bit, because I do think the timing's interesting that the day after these Instagrams were posted, the day after Jordan was on Dancing with the Stars, which is like a humongous TV show, Huge. dancing, not able to rip his shirt off. With a Jenna, dancing with a Jenna. With a Jenna, right. And and Joe. So, Ben, do you think that that has anything to do with, like, why the timing? Mm, yeah. So, just so everybody's clear, uh, last night on, uh, or this week on Dance with the Stars, uh, Joe brought in Jordan to be his partner on the show. It's That's a crazy partnership in general. They were terrible. Absolutely <laughs> terrible. I love Joe, but then they were absolutely awful like they struggle bad um i don't think it's a secret at this point but uh, um i you know i i wonder if there's a little resentment you have to imagine there's some jealousy there this seems like a battle um at this point we should just move on i, I don't think anybody here this is now kind of one of those scenarios that whatever injustice was being done um, can be something that both parties could forgive. We can forgive mm -hmm. both parties. I think we'd like uh, to see that. And just let's just close it. And I think Jenna's reputation would actually be better here. And here's the truth. Like none of us, this, like the bachelor world is great. Nobody cares about us that much. And if you just stop talking for like 24 hours, there's People will be forget. some other <laughs> yes, imbecile yes. that does something crazy from this show that will take over the headlines. I mean, exactly. how do we keep a whole show going on for every week of, of the year? Because every week there's new Bachelor updates of somebody else doing something absolutely asinine and ridiculous <laughs> that we get to talk about and share. Until the show's on again and we get a whole new group of goofballs, they're going to mess up try really hard, break up, hook up, whatever they're going to do. And we're going to talk about it. So just stop talking for a while and all this will go away. Jenna, the almost famous podcast supports you. Jordan, the almost famous podcast supports you. But next time when you book and, and come on our podcast, find a quiet place. You're almost. <laughs> um, hey, Crystal, you've been awesome. You've been really, really great. We've got to go or our listeners are going to absolutely destroy us because it's been a long podcast. <laughs> um, you, uh, we're so happy for you. Happy birthday. Thank uh, you. Tell Chris he did a great job. Um, I'm already getting emails from people about next week, Ben. They're like, uh, I'd like to tune in for that, please, with <laughs> Ashley Spivey. Like, that is some juicy juice. It's going to be great. You and need it's to be, be strong, Ben, and not just be like, what was your perfect Ben? I don't need no. that. I need Ben no. that's like, you got to spend the is, warrior. Yeah. No, this is this is a podcast. <laughs> Ashley, like I said, Ashley and I have been talking. Uh, we are in good terms, but they, but we're going to sit. I think we've saved a lot to dig into. Yeah. And so we need a good amount of time. I will not back down. Good. There's a lot I don't understand, but there's also a lot I do understand. And I, I know that. And I deal with this. I mean, a lot of this is my job um, on a daily basis. And so it's going to be. I think a really helpful, healthy conversation to have uh, in a public setting on a platform like the Almost Famous Podcast. So thank you for giving us the opportunity. I just ask anybody out there listening, uh, email your questions on um, 
that you've kind of read from Twitter, if you're a fan of that, to Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com. Also, um, I'm going to talk to uh, to Ashley. I think we just – I think Ashley Iconetti, I think Ashley Spivey and I just need a, about 15 minutes of uninterrupted time to dig deep. And if we can have that, and if you guys are cool with that, we're going to take it. So, And then I'm um, going to take the next 10 and lay, <laughs> and lay into her. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. I don't care. Um. Hey, but no, seriously, Crystal, we wish you the best. Um, your relationship has been something we'll watch and admire. Uh, keep smiling, keep glowing. I can tell on your face right now that something really good is happening in your life, and I have a feeling it's a goose. Um, <laughs> the golden goose. The yeah. golden goose. Hey, uh, before we go, I want to say my thank yous to Beachbody on the Man. Get a special free trial membership, including their 14-day results plan, where you can lose up to nine pounds in the first two weeks. That's insane. When you text Almost Famous to 30, 30, 30, Legacy Box, go to LegacyBox.com slash Almost Famous and save 40% off today. Get started preserving your past. Sleep Number. You'll only find Sleep Number at one of their 550 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Visit sleepnumber.com backslash podcast to find the one nearest to you. FabFitFun. Check out FabFitFun.com and use the code ALMOSTFAMOUS to save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. Ritual. Choose vitamins with clean ingredients and sign up now at ritual.com slash ALMOSTFAMOUS. ThreadUp. Sign up now. You'll get an extra 30% off your first order at threadup.com slash almost famous. And finally, Kiss FM's Jingle Ball presented by who? Capital One. Friday, November 30th at the forum. Cardi B, Calvin Harris, Camilo Cabela, Khalid, and Normani. Dua Lipa, G-Eazy, Alessia Cara, Bazi, BB Rexa, and Sean Mendes. That's insane. So, That's so here's my problem. This is how out of touch I am uh, <laughs> is I think I got half of those names right. Um, Do you know anyways, half those people? <laughs> but yeah, this is a huge lineup. I know it is. After the show, I'm going to definitely iHeartRadio them. Uh, I need to, you know, I'm, I need to start getting cooler. And I know, listen, iHeartRadio will help me. Tickets on sale now. iHeartRadio.com. Keyword jingle ball. <laughs> that's really good. Um, hey, I know this podcast had a, a bunch of sponsors, and that's great. And and I want to remind everybody out there uh, that we only have this many sponsors because this podcast is growing. It's active. I thought this was an amazing podcast, and the only way we can do that is because of the brands that help put this on. So please, never question our intentions. They're to put on the best possible podcast for all of you. And if you're listening and you have questions, concerns, thoughts, feedback, if you just absolutely love Crystal, Vanessa, or Chelsea, please write us at Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com. We love you, Crystal. We thank you. With that, I've been Ben. And when I say that, you say I've been Crystal. And I've been Crystal. <laughs> Later, everybody. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.